0: That's nOom.com to sign up today.
1: Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host. Scott Chu. Hello
0: so everybody, my name is Scott Chu. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at if the fits. So let's get right to it. We've got injuries and transactions. The Red Sox top prospect, Tristan Cassis, has been recalled. So you can definitely look at him. At least in 12-team leagues, it might be a little rough because I'm not sure how much he'll play, but he is definitely one of the top first-base prospects in the league. So if you're chasing some power, go ahead and look for Tristan Cassis. Jake Flaherty will be recalled on Monday to get the start, so you can get him activated if that's a risk you want to take. Jorge Polanco hit the IL to finally get over the knee issue he's been battling uh, with his left kneecap. Andrew Benintendi hit the IL as well. He's got swelling in his right wrist. Cutter Crawford was placed on the 15-day IL with a shoulder impingement. He's going to miss at least two turns, so he's a guy you can consider cutting if you don't have room on your IL. Lewis Robert has rejoined the team from the paternity list, and he should get the start on Tuesday. He may make a pinch hit or pinch run uh appearance today, but uh, he should not be expected to start until Tuesday. Miguel Cabrera sadly hit the IL for the Tigers. Vinny Pasquantino started a rehab assignment for the Royals on Saturday. He should be back within the next week or so. John Birdie for the Marlins remains out of the lineup, though with Monday being an off day for the Marlins, there's a chance he'll return to action on Tuesday, but certainly a tough place for weekly uh, managers, uh, if that's a position you're in. Carlos Carrasco returns from the IL today. He gets a start against the Nationals. And I'll talk about him again in a little bit. Zach Wheeler is not going to make a scheduled start on Tuesday, though there's some hope that he can make a start late in the week. If th- it is something that you're counting on in a weekly format, man, that's a huge risk to take. There's a chance that they push it to the week after. So, you know, definitely something to think about. However, if it's a daily league, you can just keep him on your IL for a little bit longer until he's reactivated. Speaking of being reactivated, Joey Bart should be reactivated from the seven-day IL due to a concussion on Tuesday, so you can plug him back into lineups if that's what you need. And then Wander Franco finally begins a rehab assignment today, and we're all hoping he, he can finish it this time. Certainly something we're all going to want to keep an eye on. As for hitting performances from yesterday, Tyrone Taylor leads it off. He had he went three for five for the Brewers with a double, two home runs, three runs scored, three RBI, and a stolen base. An incredible out. Outing for the young outfielder. And while Tyrone Taylor does have power and speed, he's just been unable to be consistent. That said, Taylor should be on your radar in a lot of formats as the Brewers are rolling into Coors' field at the start of next week. Nate Eaton of the Royals. He went 4-for-5 with a double, a triple, a run scored, 2 RBI, and a stolen base. This was already Eaton's third stolen base this season. As he operates in the outfield and as a pinch runner for the Royals, Nate Eaton isn't so relevant outside of AL-only leagues, but hey, it's something uh, and it gives us a good reason to talk about him. Paul Goldschmidt, once again. He went 2-for-4 with a home run, 2 run scored, 2 RBI, a walk, and a stolen base and they've already started putting in the paperwork to get his name on that NL MVP trophy just in case you're wondering. Luis Garcia of the Nationals. Four for five with two doubles, a home run, and in 30 plate appearances since being reactivated from the IL, Garcia now has two home runs, three doubles, a steal, and a 379, 400, 690 batting line. Garcia is more than worth a look for those needing stopgap help in their middle infield. For example, if you just lost Jorge Polanco, O'Neill Cruz went two for four with a triple and an RBI. The triple was quite impressive. O'Neill Cruz is showing off. Every tool except for hit right now, but you have to admit the plays he makes are just ridiculous and fun to watch. I'm optimistic that Cruz can make some adjustments and be a little less Javi Baez-like in his approach. Ryan Mountcastle went two for four with two home runs and four RBI. Mountcastle extended his active hitting streak to four games and has just one strikeout in his last five. He seems to be getting locked in at the perfect time for the Orioles, who need all the magic they can muster. Not much to say about Mookie Betts besides the fact that he went two for four with a triple, a home run, three runs scored three RBI and a walk. He's just been absolutely outstanding. Uh, and someone definitely that I undervalued uh, as recently as two or three months ago, MJ Melendez for the Royals. He went two for four with a home run, two run score, two RBI, a walk and a stolen base. The third combo meal of the day. This was Melendez, his 15th home run and his f- Though it was his first since August 10th, he hasn't been terribly consistent, but the leadoff hitting catcher and outfielder is still a good play in points leagues as he just gets more plate appearances than other catchers due to the role that MJ Melendez plays. Tyler O'Neal of the Cardinals continued to be hot. He went one for four, but that one was a home run. Also had two runs scored and a walk. In his last 20 games, O'Neal has almost as many walks as strikeouts as well as a whopping seven home runs and 35 combined runs in RBI, and that's in just 20 games. The talent we are seeing from O'Neill is what we saw from him in 2021, quite frankly, and it's coming out just in time to suck us all back in. Jock Peterson went two for four with three RBI and a walk. Jock has a hit in eight straight games with five of them being two hit performances. He's also walking a ton and hitting for power. So it seems like Hot Jock is back after a long stretch of just being cold or cool. That's definitely something you're going to want in lineups. A Hot Jock Peterson can be absolutely the talk of the town. Speaking of hot, my lord. Ty France of the Mariners went one for five. One for five, another home run. His fourth home run in six games after a 16-game period where he was sporting a two fifty-two OPS. Yes, his OBP and slugging combined to two fifty-two. He was the worst hitter in the league for that 16-game period. An absolutely unbelievable turnaround from France who I thought for sure was dealing with lingering injuries just due to how bad he was during that 16-game stretch. And then Jose Siri of the Rays, he went two for two with a run score to walk in a stolen base. And this is just a reminder that Siri is one of, if not the fastest runner in the league and the Rays make sure to take full advantage of it whenever they can. Starting pitching performances from yesterday, Dean Kremer of the Orioles, he got the win on six innings pitch, two earned runs, five hits, one walk, six strikeouts. The biggest thing with Dean Kremer is that he's been pretty good against both bad and decent competition. He's definitely in that Toby category for us now. He is someone you can consider streaming whenever the matchup is good. Alec Manoa, of course, is a bit above that. He went against the Pirates. He got the win on seven innings, 7.1 innings pitch. No earned runs, 5 hits, 1 walk, and 6 strikeouts. The slider wasn't quite at its best, but that's why we love matchups like the Pirates. Even 80% of Alec Manoa is more than enough to cruise through that particular lineup. You Darvish had a much tougher test. He went against the Dodgers, but he got the win on seven innings pitch. No earned runs, two hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts. The cutter was just too much for the Dodgers to handle. And when the cutter is on for Darvish, he is basically unstoppable. Alex Cobb of the Giants went against the Phillies. He got the win on seven innings pitch. No earned runs, three hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Only 88 pitches needed. When the splitter works... It's on and off magic like it did in this one. It's just absolutely incredible for Cobb. He just looks like a different pitcher entirely, although it's hard to imagine Cobb being this sharp in his next outing against the Dodgers. I probably wouldn't start him for that one. Charlie Morton for Atlanta. He went against the Miami Marlins. He got the win on 5.2 innings, pitched, one earned run, four hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Really good to see Morton do well here. Though it's worth noting that the Marlins have been one of the best streaming targets over the last two to three weeks due to their free-swinging nature and the fact that they just have a lot of cold bats right now. Reed Detmer. Depp- of the Angels did not have a great day. He went against the Astros. He took the loss 4.1 4.1 innings pitched, 4 earned runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 6 strikeouts, though. Detmers just isn't as sharp as he was a month ago, and that's a rough place to be, as Detmers draws these same Astros again for his next start, which he should probably doing from your bench or the waiver wire, depending on your league size and your circumstances. Dustin May also had some trouble. He went against the Padres, took the loss on 5 innings pitched, 6 earned runs, 4 hits, 5 walks, 5 strikeouts, and the command was just off. It was probably as bad or worse than it was against the Marlins this isn't necessarily a huge red flag command is something that can come back a little later when you're dealing with arm issues. It's just a little tiny bit of a red flag. So just something to keep in mind going forward. Sandy Alcantara, Uh, did not quite help his Cy Young case here against Atlanta. He took the loss on five innings pitch, six earned runs, seven hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. Alcantara just caught too much of the plate a few too many times, and it was enough for Atlanta to make him pay for it. Nothing's really broken here or anything. He just had his command be a little bit off, so don't be too concerned about Sandy Alcantara. And then finally, Dallas Keuchel of the Rangers now, Uh, just in case you hadn't been keeping track of the musical chairs that is the teams he've played for this season. He went against the Red Sox. He took the loss... 4.2 4.2 innings pitch 7 earned runs on 7 hits 3 walks but 6 strikeouts somehow 103 pitches and that's 3 consecutive 7 earned run starts for Dallas Keuchel he is an automatic must stream against every time we see him he just gives up a ton of damage relief pitching performances from yesterday focusly focusing uh, on the not so good unfortunately Brad Hand took a 38 pitch loss for the Phillies Saturday night allowed a run on 3 walks and a hit Kenley Jansen could not log the save for Atlanta he allowed 2 hits and a walk with one-earned run and no strikeouts. I'm not so concerned about Kenley Jansen's hold on the job, but of course, Brad Hand cannot afford to have these 38-pitch losses. Ian Kennedy also couldn't afford this, but he got the blown save. And Joe Mantiply, a guy he's competing with, also got a loss and a negative double whammy for the Diamondbacks. Further evidence that you just don't need to invest in this bullpen for more than a single day at a time. And probably not even that usually, although I will say last man standing is Mark Melanson, and I do think the Diamondbacks have a good chance to beat the Cubs today. And finally, Camilo Duvall rebounded from a two earned run outing back on the 27th with 1.1 perfect innings of work to earn the save for the Giants while also striking out too. Now, before we look at the action for today, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back right after this.
1: You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus and you're going to get your first month free with promo code P-
0: And we are back just in time to take it over to Mark with the weather for today. Mark, tell us what's happening, man. Thank you very much. Looking
1: at today, we're going to have a couple trouble spots. Uh, Pittsburgh, as they host the Blue Jays. We have the Reds hosting the Rockies and the Guardians hosting the Mariners. These are all three games. There's going to be some rain around at times. Can't say that they're going to get postponed, or even any of them are, but there is some rain that will threaten them, and they aren't completely safe. Anyways, that's all I have for you today, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.
0: Awesome, Mark. Thank you. As always, we do appreciate it. As far as starting pitching streamers for today, Carlos Carrasco, who just came off the IL, draws the Nationals, and he should definitely be considered if that is someone who's available in your league. I also believe in Matt Manning's ability to bounce back from his last start and deal with the Royals in a fairly effective and efficient manner. On the relief pitching side, I did mention uh, Mark Melanson, if you're that desperate. If you're not quite that desperate, David Robertson is Almost certainly in line for the save today with basically the entire bullpen except for him pitching yesterday, of course, including that 38 pitch blown save from. Brad Hand, and then on the hitting side, the Reds have a doubleheader today against the Colorado Rockies, uh, and really not tough pitching there at all, either on the starting rotation or the bullpen. I've mentioned Jake Fraley quite frequently. He's a left-handed bat, and he has a he's a great target as he has a platoon edge on both projected starters for the Rockies today. TJ Friedel, also a lefty, and Donovan Solano, who is a righty, are bats I also like in those games. So Jake Fraley, TJ Friedel, and Donovan Solano, along with any other Reds player you want to throw into your lineup, and then the Diamondbacks. I alluded to this earlier. They have a lot of lefties to throw at Jason Alexander, who definitely has a huge weakness against Southpaws. I'd be very willing to start any of Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, or Josh Rojas. Uh, it's very possible that at least one of them is available in your league. Of course, Christian Walker's probably scooped up. He's another guy who I think could hit a home run, despite the fact he doesn't have a platoon advantage there. If you need stolen bases, though, it's McCarthy. He's the guy to grab. He's actually leaving the league in stolen bases since the All-Star break last I looked. And with that, we we will call it a day from the First Pitch Podcast. Again, my name is Scott Chu. You can find me on Twitter at if the fits. We got this coming at you every morning from now through the end of the season just to try to give you that last edge to win your fantasy baseball league. So we hope you have a great rest of your day and a great holiday weekend.